How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Blind. I am your host, Chris Adams. However you are listening to this thing, whatever app you choose to use, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give us a little feedback, some comments, and leave a review. I really appreciate that. And uh, for all you guys that haven't done it yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're not following along with us on social media, uh, you can always feel free to check us out. Facebook, Instagram, BTBN. Keep up with the newest things going on. Live streams, blog posts, the head-to-head call maker competition. Subscribe to that stuff and uh, you can be in the latest know of everything that's going on. Type in BTBN Podcast on Facebook. We'll get you added to the closed group. It's the best way to communicate with me personally about BTBN stuff. Yeah, we just found out that... uh. No Stuttgart tomorrow. No no world championships. It's uh it's been a weird 2020, man. There it kind of sucks that there's not a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, eh, you know, it's just another weird weird year and 2020 has been kind of a a kick to the kick to the nuts for everybody. But uh, you know, that's the way it goes. If you want to get yourself a duck call and get on that waiting list, check me out at Unstable Calls. I can uh, throw you on there and work through that list as quick as possible. They make a really nice paperweight for all of you guys, and they can kill some ducks too. If you want to get yourself a nice piece of apparel, check out Fox Red Apparel on Instagram. We added a link onto our website as well. It's not for you bedazzled jean-wearing folks. It is simple, classy. It reminds me of what I grew up wearing, so I really like that stuff. If you want to get a really killer piece of uh, material to make a duck call out of, say you're a call maker or you want to buy some material to send to a call maker, check out my boy Seth Asley over at Swampwood Products. Makes some really, really cool stuff. And uh, it's always high quality, and Seth is a great guy that stands behind his work. So that's where a lot of my stuff comes from, and a lot of my calls are uh, Swampwood Products um, Wood. Yeah, so check him out over at Swampwood Products. Today I have another hunter. He His grandpa wanted to complete, complete the Turkey Grand Slam, so he, uh, he wanted to get all four you know, different types of turkeys in North America, turkey in North America, and uh, he came up with this concept while he was in college, and he wanted to come up with a, like a hunt swap idea, and he had the foundation from his grandpa of how he wanted to do it, and he thought about how he could turn that into a business. He was a really, really interesting young guy who is uh, making a killing doing this stuff, man. So without further ado, Mr. Slade Johnson of Trips for Trade. Slade, how are you doing, man? Hey, Chris, doing well, man. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Excited to chat today. Yeah, absolutely, brother. It is a Thursday. We're halfway through teal season. Football kicked off. Are you guys playing down in the SEC yet? We we are we are having games. Um, you know, the, thankfully the SEC wasn't going to let uh, the virus stop them from playing football. So uh, we're we're excited about that. Yeah, no joke. You you're down from? Did you go to Auburn or uh, Alabama? I went to Alabama. Uh, so the the other school in in Alabama. <laughs> the other school in Alabama. I, yeah. Uh, we, go ahead, buddy. Uh, yeah, I was just saying. We I went to undergrad and grad school there, and uh, kind of grew up a an Alabama football fan. So, um, so yeah, very very diehard 
Roll time. <laughs> when I lived outside Mobile down there uh, back in 2010, 2011, right when Nick Saban turned that thing into a machine, I told all yeah. of my buddies that would move down there or come down there because I was in the Navy. I was like, if you ever get into a fight with somebody at a bar or, you know, things are not going good, just yell out, roll tight, and somebody will jump up and have your back. <laughs> I promise you. That's right. That's right. That's about how it is. <laughs> well, you were telling me yeah. right before we started, man, that uh, you were out in Colorado doing some elk and uh, pronghorn hunting? We did. We went out there. Um, I guess we were going about nine days. Um, and so we went to uh, the plains of Colorado and did some pronghorn hunting and uh, then went to the mountains and uh, did some elk hunting. It was a little early. The elk were only a few of them were really starting to get going. But um, we had a couple of just great hunts and then finally uh, closed the deal on a hunt that that we won't ever forget it was it was a blast man yeah that's wild you're you're from freaking down south man how do you get into this elk hunting game <laughs> i enjoy it uh thankfully that one of our um one of my friends and also investor in the company he's um you know he, he spends a lot of his time out west with mule deer and elk and um and i've been fortunate enough to tag along and film for him so I've been able to shoot one myself, but uh, still enjoy just going on the trips and, um, and getting to experience those hunts. And it's, I'm a big turkey hunter here in Alabama. I'd say that's that's what I'm best at and kind of my passion. So uh, getting to hunt elk is like um, turkeys on steroids. Really, it's a whole another whole another level, and and it's really exciting. Yeah, I, I was I've always heard that that uh, elk are like the most similar to turkey, where you have to work them. The, they're interactive with the calls. And, you know, people just don't think of, like, most people in the Midwest, we're both, I mean, you're in the South, but I'm in, like, the, the edge of the South to the Midwest, like the heartland, and uh, everybody's used to deer hunting, man. You go out for rifle season, deer hunting, week one, you walk to your stand, you sit there, and, you know, you shoot the first thing that walks out. That's how it's done <laughs> in the Midwest. But those crazy elk hunters, man, they are freaking backpacking in 12, 14 miles and uh chasing them up and down all sorts of elevation it is a crazy game it is you got to be in shape and what we've noticed you know coming from from alabama to to the mountains just the elevation alone is enough to to be a game changer uh you know you wouldn't walk far and you'd be winded and it's like you gotta get gotta get conditioned for this uh this kind of elevation yeah it's a uh it's a very strange game were you guys bow hunting them we were oh that's crazy man and you you were bro bow hunting the uh pronghorn as well we did yep and you said you were doing some filming for it too yeah so we've uh he, he's been filming for about 10 years or so i guess i've been filming for him about the last three um and just got some really awesome hunts we're uh eventually gonna launch kind of youtube series and on some of the, the outdoor apps uh just some of his hunts but um but yeah just trying to capture the moments just something to relive yeah that definitely adds a whole uh other interesting side of the game man i remember going from just waterfowl hunting to uh filming a waterfowl tv show <laughs> and it was like every single thing that could be a pain in the butt with it like there's never enough lighting you have to concealment you can't have movement and it's like the best shots i need this and yeah cameraman screwing up the birds you know like it's just always an added element and then getting guys to uh like film interviews and b-roll and they're ready to go like it's just a big pain in the butt it is exactly now are you guys going to uh 
has he been distributing it on like carbon or anything or does do people even still use carbon tv i believe so i just uh he hasn't he hasn't done all the editing to it yet um you know we've got just got kind of the raw footage and um it's just not enough time in the day is what it seems like he's he's a very busy man and uh got several businesses that he's been successful with and um some other ones that he's growing right now so um but it's on the on the to-do list we've got a another guy we're working with to kind of help with editing and hopefully we can get those those published before too long yeah man i uh it seems like there needs to be like 29 hours in the day if if i could get an extra four or five hours a day i would be golden i'm telling you no doubt that that would help <laughs> but yeah you mentioned the this it's a whole other level of trying to get it get the carry the camera around especially to you know with bow hunting and chasing uh chasing somebody around with a camera through the woods trying to keep up with these animals it's um it's it's a whole other challenge we actually on the elk i kind of give you a brief on that that hunt um we had a just an awesome bull i think he ended up scoring uh 352 or so just a really big bull and um he had a uh herd of cows probably i don't know probably 60 or 80 cows that he had to himself um and so we were trying to put a stalk on him without all of these eyeballs seeing us that all these cows between us and him and finally got close he got about 100 yards from him um and then john just had to had to kind of put the stalk on him he had to kind of get ahead of me and it's like man i, I told him i was like i can't keep, i can't do it with a camera we're gonna get busted so ended up not getting the um not able to get the first shot he, he, he put a good shot in him but the um the bull ran about another 50 yards and and kind of just stopped and we're like well let's you know let's try to get another arrow just in case um and was able to catch up to him and, and get that shot on film and and you know real good quality on that but um and just come you know hindsight the first shot was was lethal and he was probably about to die anyways but just wanted to you know end it as quickly as possible but it's a it's a challenge man to um to try to keep up with somebody and get all the shots and have the camera steady and in focus and lighting right and but it's uh but it's fun man yeah yeah it is uh i can't imagine trying to do that while crawling on the ground we did some turkey <laughs> some turkey reaping you know on camera just to say that we did it and it was a huge headache and they're not nearly <laughs> as weary as a freaking you know elk is and if you spook an elk like that you know and 30 seconds he can be a freaking mile away because those things are bounding through the woods exactly exactly man well, how about you guys have y'all been in the woods any man uh we got out for the first time this last weekend and we did some teal hunting here in missouri it was supposed to be uh lows in the 40s highs in the 60s this last week but uh you know we had snow and stuff in nebraska up above us so we were, we were thinking it was going to be really really good but you never know with teal they're so yeah. finicky i've seen them migrate north on or migrate south on a south wind day it didn't make any sense whatsoever <laughs> but uh it didn't end up getting that cold we had a couple of birds hanging around we went opening morning i think we shot eight you know we only saw nine or ten and we shot most of them so that was yeah. fun, and they were coming in uh, onesie twosies instead of having all of them in one group. So it was kind of consistent shooting for 30 minutes, like every couple minutes, getting a, another bird roll through. So that was a lot of fun, and uh, we went out on Sunday morning, and the fog was so thick you couldn't see the edge of the water. And, uh, yeah, that was a, 
a waste of time, but you know how it is in the woods, <laughs> man. You never know. That's right. That's right. It's still going to enjoy being out there. It sounds like you guys better shots than us in Alabama. I don't know. Eight, you know, killing eight out of ten or twelve—that's that's pretty good. <laughs> well, there's no lie. There was like six guys too, so <laughs> it, there might have been more go. than one shot. <laughs> it wasn't bad though. When they come in at ones and twos and stuff like that, it's pretty easy. Yeah, that's awesome. I love. I haven't been to hunt much, but I do enjoy it when I get to go. Yeah, it it always seems to come right in the busy season. I can't imagine being in the woods in the water and the humidity in alabama in september <laughs> those two months down there are just miserable it is it is rough you're uh you're looking for snakes and fighting mosquitoes more than ducks unfortunately yeah and well, freaking do you guys have any problem with gators yes we do um uh, we've got a little duck slew on our farm and um during the summertime there'll be four or five gators in it and we always tell people that when they come duck hunting with us and they're like i'm not sure if i want to go duck hunting anymore but uh we haven't had any issues with them they tend to, to disappear hibernate and um you know we don't see them when the weather gets cold and they don't mess with us but um but yes they're they're definitely it's definitely a thing you got to be aware of <laughs> yeah that's crazy i would be more concerned with the snakes and the gators man absolutely we see a lot of those here in alabama yeah so tell me a little bit about yourself man did you grow up in alabama i did uh so i grew up on a farm in west alabama a little town called butler um very fortunate man very blessed my my grandfather and grandmother they you know basically spent all their money they had on the property just kind of better than land really good stewards of the land and um and then just fortunate enough to grow up on that so i spent every weekend almost every afternoon i was hunting or fishing with my dad or one of my grandfathers and um and just just loved it and um my one grandfather was just really good at turkey hunting he was uh, kind of well known in our area he was one of the the early turkey hunters before it was a, a common popular thing and um and he was known for being one of the best in west alabama just i didn't realize what i had until later in life but but just come to find out he was really good and um, and he kind of passed that passion down to me. And um, when I was in middle school, he had one bird left on his Grand Slam, and, and that's harvesting all four subspecies of turkeys in the U.S. And I was like, Grand, can I please go on this trip with you? And he's like, No, once you get to college, we'll start yours. Um, and what he's really saying is a boys' trip, and he wasn't taking me because he didn't want me to go back and tell my grandmother probably what all they were doing on the trip. <laughs> but, but they went on and 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 they finished. Uh, he finished his Grand Slam and got it mounted, and always you know looked forward to that trip and mounting mine and putting them on the wall right beside his. And um, well, then my freshman year of college, he passed away, and um, and that was before we ever got to go on any out of state trips. And kind of you know that was the toughest toughest time i went through it was my first family member i lost and, and my best friend my hunting buddy and um anyways that that kind of led to my dad saying why don't you and i start your grand slam in memory of him and um i was like no that'd be awesome and so started looking at outfitters and realized how expensive it was going to be to go on these other three trips and uh, you know didn't want to ask my dad really to pay the five to ten grand that was going to cost and um just really didn't make sense for us at the time and I thought, like, you know, but why not swap a trip? My grandfather's been doing it for years with friends of friends, and uh, we've got incredible turkey hunting in West Alabama. And, um, you know, we'll take somebody on Eastern hunt and swap it for a different subspecies. And so I found a guy in Colorado and ended up talking to him, and, and he's like, man, we're covered up in Miriam's. You and your dad come hunting up here with me. And uh, he said, I, but I'd like to bring my son hog hunting. Do you guys, you know, have hogs in Alabama? 
And I was like, man, we'll, we'll pay you to come hog hunting because <laughs> these are a nuisance on our farm. Um, and so that worked out great. Him and his son killed their first hog. And then my dad and I went up there to start the Grand Slam. And we went back mule deer hunting, turkey hunting a few more times, and uh, planned to go out there elk hunting one day with them. And uh, just built an incredible relationship through that. Saved you know thousands of dollars over the years. And um and just had an experience that's like, you know, this is something that if it's not out there, it needs to be. And so at the time, I was going through business school at Alabama and um, in grad school and, and was like started doing kind of the due diligence on it and saw there there were a few forums, but there just wasn't any credibility to a forum. Um, and it's like, you know, we can build something that, that adds more credibility to these people when they're swapping and helps keep people accountable better than a forum. Um, and so that's where the idea for Trister Trade came about and um and we also kind of while i was in school realized you know like i'd already swapped but not without really even knowing that swapped alabama football tickets for offshore fishing uh swapped surfing in california for turkey hunting um and just saw an opportunity for us to kind of expand it to where you could leverage your vacation home or your football tickets or whatever it may be to get access to the outdoors um and so just a way to kind of open to kind of lower those entry barriers for people to try new things and uh, kind of do them more affordably and since since then now we've got uh we got trips in all 50 states and i believe 11 countries right now dude that's crazy and it's you were talking about the you know trying to find different outfitters and stuff like that all over the country it's insane you know if you go on like a uh, a duck or a goose guided hunt for a weekend you know you might be paying five to six hundred dollars a person you know that's that's pretty average not horrible but then you start looking at like big game or deer and turkey man you're you're talking like five six that seven thousand dollars you, you want to go hunt kansas whitetails you're spending some freaking money man and it's so crazy the difference in between it so the concept is really really cool you know to get on this this network of different guys and just like you, man, we are covered up in Easterns here. Like, that is what we have in Missouri. My part of Missouri, that is, you know, what we're famous for is freaking turkey. And uh, we've had plenty of guys from Kansas come over and hunt turkey, and we'll go out and hunt snows or something like that with them. My buddy exactly. has been doing that for freaking years. So it's a really cool way to get all of those guys on one platform. And uh, I mentioned, you know, when you were talking, tell me a little bit about it. I was like, dude, that'd be really cool if you had like a map and it showed pinpoints and you could click on the pinpoint and it like shows the person's profile and what they offer and what they're looking for. And you're like, that's what we have, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, you know, it, the concepts age old, like I said, my grandfather's been doing it my whole life. And, you know, basically all of us have done it at some point with a friend of a friend or somebody we bumped into on a trip and, um, and are just built a relationship with, but, you know, especially today in 2020, like it's, with technology and, and how well connected everybody is, there's no reason, and we kind of just saw this early, is like there's no reason that it's got to be limited just to a friend of a friend or, or somebody that you know personally. Like we have so many ways to connect with other people now, and um, we just felt like there's opportunity in an outdoor space to kind of do this at a higher level with more credibility. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, man, think about Airbnb. Ten years yeah. ago, could you imagine that you'd go stay at some random person's house in Tuscaloosa waiting for a game like now that's common practice man people make their whole entire living off of owning a house down there and renting that out on Saturdays exactly exactly yep 
so we're excited man we've got a, a bunch of things in the works um we run off of a membership model it's you know one that adds a lot of credibility makes sure our members are serious um but it also allows us to where we don't have to charge transaction fees and uh can encourage people to go on as many trips as they want um but we're, we're about to um we're working on a few other things. The big one that we've got, we just launched was our perks program. So all our members get discounts to over 50 industry partners with cell cams, tree stands, um, you know, really all kind of fishing stuff, any, anything you imagine. We've probably got a partner in that, that space that's got giving you a discount on product. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of perks with being a member. Um, and then another big thing we're working on is, uh, our, our conservation and charity side of the business. We've, we haven't launched that yet, but super excited about how we can help some of these nonprofits, um, in this time of need that, that, you know, have canceled a lot of their fundraising events. Um, because for us, a core goal is, is conservation and, and we think we can help those guys. So a lot going on over here at Trist for Trade, but, um, but we're, we're having fun growing it. Yeah, man, that's crazy. How how long ago did you start this sucker? You what? Two or three years ago? I guess officially three years ago. Um, you know, we started really small. I, I kind of wanted to test the waters with with people that I knew personally, like connecting them. Um, so for about the first year, it was only about fifteen twenty people that I knew, um, just to make sure we could have some successful swaps, and they were having good experiences. And then we um, we launched a, the platform that is live right now. Uh, to where it was kind of open to the public and, and we could start growing it. Um, and now we're working on a new website uh, that's a little bit more custom. It'll have more credibility features and um, and just just more features in general that uh, that we hope to launch pretty soon and just kind of keep keep up in our game a little bit there. Yeah, man. So what was the, uh, the initial thought process? Were you sitting around and was it kind of like hanging out with – you, you were talking about your dad starting the Grand Slam. Was that kind of like the foundation of it all? It was. That um, that was absolutely the start. Um, you know, with with us, it was kind of when we had that idea, we lined it up with my dad was like, you know, let's go do this. He's like, I, you know, I'll pay for the flight or whatever it is, and um, and we'll go out there and try it out. And kind of that was the test. Like, let's let's see if we have a good experience with this guy that we're going to do on our own that we. We met online. We don't know him from, you know, we don't know anybody that knows him. All we know is that he's got pictures of turkeys on his property. And so we're like, let's test it out for ourselves. Um, and then that was like, all right, we just, I just had a, you know, just made a friend for life, had an incredible experience, uh, saved a bunch of money. It's like, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to provide this for more, more outdoorsmen out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Is it something that when you guys get a new guy who's looking to uh, to add his name onto the list, kind of thing? Do you guys go out there and vet him first, or is it uh, is it you know he uploads everything and you're waiting for the first client to go out, like the first trade to happen before it's like really figured out? Yeah, so right now we do have ratings and reviews that will only get better in time. Um, but for us, one, you know, paying a membership fee does as $125 for the year. So basically you on one swap, you're going to save probably 10 X that. Uh, but it is a little bit of a barrier to make sure that, Hey, this person's serious about trading, you know, they're not just hopping on here like a forum and trying to scam somebody. Um, so that helps the, the description, detailed description and photos help kind of really get a, 
clear understanding of what you're trading for. And then we encourage you to talk on the phone with them. So we, you know, we swap contact information when people match um, and say, hey, hop on a few phone calls with them. Make sure everything sounds right. Kind of trust your gut on that. To, um, you know, don't agree to a swap if, if it's sounding a little fishy. But, but right now, those are kind of our biggest pieces. And then with the new platform, we're going to have add the option to uh, do background checks if you want to be more credible, connect with all your social links, um, have endorsements like on LinkedIn, um, even be able to list references for people to call. And so, you know, again, it's, it's not a foolproof method, but we're trying to attack it from every angle to say, you know, the, here's... 10 different resources to help make sure you feel comfortable about who you're swapping with. Yeah, I agree, man, because, you know, talking to them personally, people can uh, can talk and, and tell their story the way they want it, but as they have more trades and stuff like that, for people to be able to contact the guys that have traded in the past with them and contact those people, kind of, you know, like a, a customer review. And, you know, be like, how was it? What did everything go on? You know, what what to expect? I think that adds a certain level of comfortability in the uh, buyer's mindset. Exactly. Yeah, so that'll only get better with time. And, um, and you know, we think that will help make the decisions there. So your uh, when was the website, the platform, actually first operable? Uh you said three years you've been working on the concept, but was it the next year you put up the website and stuff like that? I guess uh, October of uh, 2018, I believe, was when we launched the site that you can see right now at tripsfortrade.com. Um, and that's, that one was open to the public. Um, and so that was kind of our official, official launch. Uh, still slow. We didn't really until 2020. We haven't put any marketing behind it. Um, and as we started to... and and January, February, the virus hit, so we, we slowed that down to very small amounts. But um, a lot of what you see is just organic growth. Um, you know, we wanted to grow it slow. We wanted to, um, you know, make sure that we're, we're having – we try to have conversations with everybody that lists personally too, just uh, just kind of another vetting process, and we can make it personal and give them, a, um, you know, kind of that hands-on experience. So it's uh, – it's been, you know, a little a year and a half or so since we've, uh, I guess, two years now, going on two years since we've launched the, the site that's live now, and man, just got just got big goals of where we want to take it. Yeah, man, what a kick in the freaking nuts twenty twenty was to uh, anybody that was starting a business, <laughs> man. Yes, it it definitely we had to put things on pause for a little bit, um, just everybody trying to figure out what they were going to do and some trips being postponed, but. Um, but we're seeing, man, I think, especially in the outdoor space, uh, you know, guys are, are still wanting to get out outdoors this fall and go on trips. And, uh, you know, especially if time's tough, you all, you know, got hours cut or less pay, you know, trips trade is a good way to, to save some money on some of those trips and find something that you can drive to, you ain't got to fly to. And, uh, and we're, we're happy to help anybody line something up for this fall. Yeah, man. Do you guys have, uh, like with Canada being closed this year, did that affect anything for you guys specifically? A little bit. We do have a bunch of trips in Canada. Um, we saw some of those guys just saying like, hey, we're, you know, we're going to have to push it back or might have to change it to next year. Um, I know us personally, we were supposed to be in Canada August 20th and uh, for a few weeks and um, we didn't even get to go. Uh, we're waiting, you know, waiting for the border to open up and 
haven't haven't been able to take that trip so we were frustrated on that front um but everybody just kind of understands it's a weird time and uh we've got to just kind of push through it and and stay positive about everything yeah it's a waiting game man but the the theme of 2020 is staying alive you know (laughs) that's right as a business and i guess you know not to to mock the whole situation but you know just staying alive as a business and keeping yourself in the game um is it just you running this thing man you're i know you're a super busy dude yeah, so we've got uh, five, I guess, official guys on the team and a few guys helping uh, from from the intern perspective. Um, but kind of we got main guy handling support. Uh, we've got a tech lead. We've got um, a girl running social media for us. Um, and then a few people helping on the sales side. And then I'm, I'm full-time as well helping. you kind of wearing every hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a... Man, one of my thoughts is so many guys have ideas, and like, what's your background in? What did you study in school? So undergrad, I did marketing, management, and sales, um, and then got my MBA in strategy and consulting. Um, worked all through school. Worked with you know worked with Walmart out at headquarters there, and um, had worked overseas in New Zealand with an outdoor startup, and uh, so had had a lot of. We, I ran our corporate division for um, the sales program at the University of Alabama, working with Fortune 500 companies. So, had a lot of experience, kind of on the sales, uh, marketing, and uh, management side, and um, and just always been entrepreneurial and have a have a whole book of ideas that, through my lifetime, want, want to bring to market. So, um, you know, just was motivated to to go out and and start here. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Because what I was going to say before finding out about your background was, I think a lot of guys have ideas, you know, everybody's like, oh, I had the app, the idea for this app and that app or whatever. Did you know anything about the uh, the creation of the platform? Or were you, did one of your buddies know anything? Or did you just go out and find somebody? Man, that, that I didn't know anything at all about web development. I'd taken a, a VBA class in grad school on coding, but, you know, still really didn't learn a lot from that. It was kind of getting through that course. But um, but we really just leaned into professors, leaned into connections, and, and just asked people, you know, asked for referrals and asked for help and um, finally got connected to somebody that, that got us off the ground, got us the MVP to get proof of concept, and, uh, just slowly grew it, man. It it's been a learning process, you know. Really, from um, you know idea and undergrad to like really having something in 2017 that we could test. You know, took a couple years because I didn't know where to go and didn't know who to trust. We got we've had three different web developers screw us out of money right now. Um, you know, so we've been kind of hitting the chin multiple times there, and um, and so it's been it's been tough. Um, trying to figure it out but at this point i you know we've we've actually got another business as well right now and i think we started that one and got everything up and going and we're fully operable in about a week and a half so you know i've learned so much in the last couple years that we can make we can move really quickly now yeah now that you've got the the process streamlined i think that's what holds so many guys back is that like you were saying i just didn't know who and the thing you have to do is just get out and start asking. What's the worst you know people can tell you is no. It's kind of like uh, you know you've all seen that guy at the bar that's trying to pick up a girl and he'll go ask a hundred <laughs> different girls for their number and four of them might give it. And now this dude you know is four for 
four for the night <laughs> instead that's of right. 96 failures. <laughs> that's right. Persistence. That's been uh, that's been my biggest, I guess, success factor is, you know, driven to to see success. So we're going to keep working hard till we get there. Heck yeah, man. Where, uh, what the heck were you doing in New Zealand? You said it was an outdoor startup. Was it like a hunting industry type guide or what? So there was a, a startup there called Hunter Safety Lab, um, and they had developed a product that basically attaches to your shotgun or your rifle, and it has a sensor on it, a laser sensor, that when it reflects off of a patch that they created, you know, it, it blinks and it makes this audible noise. Basically, it's a, a product to help prevent friendly fire. So, like, one thing that they did a lot of research they have a lot of deaths in New Zealand from hunting, and um, and a lot of the research showed that two out of three of those deaths were people like you and I going out hunting together, like friends hunting together in the same party. Um, and so when they were like, "What can we do to help solve this?" So they they created this product to try to help, and um, they brought me in to knowing that uh, big turkey hunter in in the south, and um, you know had some connections in the industry, and and they were like. We want to know, is this product good for turkey hunters? Is there a market in the U.S.? If so, like help us tap into that. Um, and so had an incredible experience, man. I don't. I think they've kind of pivoted a few times and, um, you know, wasn't quite the, the perfect uh, product market fit there, but um, still had an awesome experience over there. Love those guys and um, had fun working with them. Yeah, man. New Zealand is like a bucket list for so many guys. It's insane. I think you can shoot like 50 honkers a day over there and like 30 ducks or some craziness it's it's a very favorable country for hunting that's for sure we did a lot of it while we were there uh, and it was uh, awesome did you do like red stag and stuff like that i killed a red hind did kill a stag we went after him a couple different times but uh just didn't didn't have any success uh with the stag but still was able to um to shoot a hind and and that was that was incredible um we had some had some fun hunts. Well, and that's like a, a super weird place because the majority of stuff that people hunt over there is all imported. It is, yeah. A lot of it, you know, really you hunt year-round. And um, it's just, obviously, it's times of the year are better than others. But um, but it's a it's an awesome country for hunting. Isn't it, so, like, what was... Because I think everybody just thinks of New Zealand and Australia being the same place you know even though they're completely separate and the terrain is so different like what was it like over there terrain wise and stuff like that really a little bit of everything it's it's the uh coolest country i've ever been to like terrain wise um just beautiful beautiful country um we went you know from north and south island we kind of saw a little bit of everything from mountains to oceans to uh, you know dairy farms to um just everything you can imagine man it's just just a very special place in the world and i I recommend anybody trying to take a trip over there and just for even if you can't hunt just for the vacation aspect is is worth the trip do you guys have any uh any trade partners over there so far we do we have several in new zealand um a couple big big operations that offer red stag and tar and helicopter tours and um skiing and really about about anything you want to do so we've got we've got a handful that are some awesome trips 
Well, see, they're looky there. <laughs> you got one right there. Uh, okay, so thinking of that, what would be... So, like, say I wanted to go to New Zealand and do, you know, all the trip that you're talking about. Like, what is a comparable trade that you would find on a website for something like that? Like a 10-day whitetail hunt or something in Texas? Yeah, so it, it just depends. Um, the really neat thing about the platform that we've seen is so often these trips don't have to match in value. Um well, we we intentionally do not put a value on the trip because we want it to be more about the experience and making sure that, hey, I'm going to go somewhere and have a great experience in exchange. I'm going to host somebody and make sure they have a good experience. Now, there still are several people, in the, you know, several members that are, are more worried about the value than others. Um, but it is really cool that, you know, I've made swaps that were three four or five thousand dollars in difference um with people that you know it's just not it's not always about the 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 price tag on the trip now that being said um you know there still are you still want them to be kind of close um and how we say make up for any kind of difference in value is maybe you let that person if they've got a more valuable trip maybe you let them bring two people or three people or they stay longer they get to kill multiple deer you know Make up for it that way versus saying, I'm going to pay you a little extra on top of this trade. Um, so just kind of better their experience. But, yeah, for, for that guy, the, one of the guys that I'm thinking about in New Zealand, I, I believe, you know, him, he, he's got a just world-class operation over there. He would probably be interested in something that's, you know, probably along the white tail lines uh, or elk or something that's that's really uh, in access with a lot of property and multiple days stay, like you're mentioning. Um, but it just kind of varies, you know, it just depends on, on the person. Uh, we've got a little bit of everything from world-class, you know, top outfitters in the world, um, to public land hunters that have just been successful taking people duck cutting on public land and we'll let you tag along. So, you know, there's a swap for everybody. Yeah, that's very cool. I was going to say, what do you see, uh, like the majority of the users on the platform doing? Are they mostly like private land guys or do you find like, uh, I'm sorry, like uh, private guys who aren't running like a guiding operation or you see them more like guides using it for swaps? For the outdoor category with hunting and fishing, I would say it's about, it's close to 50-50 private versus outfitters. Um, and then I would say, you know, probably still a percentage, 10% or so, maybe a little less that are uh, are doing public hunting as well. Um, and so it's, it, like I said, it's kind of across the board. Very cool. Well, and that's the cool thing about it is, you know, the agreement aspect. It's not like you're going to swap with somebody or come up with an idea and then they find out that you are uh, taking them out to your, your cattle pond in the backyard and have eight, <laughs> eight geese on it. You know, like there's an agreement aspect to the whole thing. So that's really a, a cool thing. Are you finding that the majority of people that are uh, using it are providing lodging or is it like a you know, a 50-50 mix of that, too. That's really close to 50-50 as well. Uh, you know, people that have the ability to do lodging do, but and that could vary from, man, I've got a spare bedroom in my house, and, you know, you're welcome to it, uh, all the way to we got a five-star lodge you can stay in. Um, and then the other half are saying, you know, I'll help you find a, a motel or hotel close by um, that's fairly cheap um that you can stay in so it just it's across the board on that aspect too 
Man, I find that, uh, you know, this year with Canada being down, you know North Dakota is just going to get absolutely pounded with waterfowlers specifically coming up there and trying to uh, to hunt. And there's no cities in North Dakota. You know, you might be an hour and a half away from a hotel versus where you're hunting. So I could see something like that being a very, uh, very big benefit instead of just going around knocking on doors or going to the local bar hey, does anybody have an extra room I can sleep in type thing? <laughs> exactly. And we, we added actually two trips in North Dakota um, not too long ago that, man, just looked awesome, something that I'd love to do personally even. And uh, these guys, there, I've, I've been following them on social media and uh, even came Snapchat friends with one of them and sending me pictures where they're having successful day after day um, with the with the geese and um so anyways, that's that's something, especially with, with the listeners on this podcast, um, we've got some cool opportunities. Those guys, I think, have access to something crazy like 50,000 acres of farms, um, and they can just, you know, they're killing ducks every day. They're, they're, they're moving around and finding them and, and killing them. So, um, so yeah, definitely some guys that are listening, if they want to go up there, I definitely recommend trying to, trying to check out those guys and uh, seeing if you can line up a swap. Heck yeah, man. So... You guys fired up the the platform that you're using now in 2018. Like, what have you seen versus, like, you don't have to give specific user numbers or anything crazy like that, but versus the goal that you set for the first year, like, did you outperform? So, we, I would say our, our goals were pretty modest going into it. Uh, again, we wanted to grow slow to still make sure that we're, you know, there's such thing as growing too fast. Yeah, um, and yeah, we wanted to make sure we're doing everything best we could, providing the best experience. Um, as with anything, I think there's always room to be better. Like I'm a, I'm a kind of always achieve achieve higher kind of mindset. So, um, you know, always would have, always would like to do better. But we're we're very happy with where we've got. Um, like really, one of our biggest goals was getting in all states. Um, and on top of that, now we're in, you know, 10 different countries or, or 11, I believe. So that's been, uh, that has been a huge achievement for us. Um, you know, with, with turkey hunting kind of being how all this got started, we wanted to have, um, you know, turkey hunting in as many states as possible. And I think we're in 27, 28, something like that right now, maybe even in the thirties, um, for those states that, that we have turkey hunting. So somebody trying to complete the the U.S. Super Slam, uh, you know, this is a great way to do it. And then we've got all the subspecies. So if you wanted to do the, the World Slam or the, the Grand Slam, uh, you know, we can help you do it way more affordable than, than paying outfitters. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool, man. So you, uh, what happened? Uh, sorry, man, had something come up. Um, so you, you, you know, going from this thing starting off to having 50 different states 10 countries what is a day in the life like what are you doing how many meetings a day how many phone calls a day are you having to work on and try to keep this thing running yeah so every day is a little bit different um with us a lot of what we're working on are partnerships with industry brands um corporations we've got a corporate model we're working on uh so a lot of my day is is kind of some of the higher level partnerships that we're trying to create um still the sales aspect of answering questions for people that are kind of on the fence about it or you know want to learn more and help them get those guys um you know signed up 
um, and then development. We're always developing something, um, and so it's it's constant. Yesterday, I think alone, you know, we had I probably spent three hours just yesterday morning working on um, development feedback. So it's uh, it's a little bit of everything. We're wearing a lot of hats, um, and we've got kind of thankfully we've got a good team that been able to delegate some different things, and um, all those guys are very good at their job and. Uh, just just trying to grow it man at every aspect we can yeah this uh the trips for trade brand it, you said you were just starting another company i know you have grand slam is trips for trade is a uh, a branch under grand slam isn't it yeah so we have grand slam outdoors which is just a kind of the parent company and a brand uh, and then we have another business under grand slam outdoors but separate from trips for trade called cooler comrade which uh, essentially we have a patent pending on these koozies that attach to like the latches of yeti coolers so super simple idea um something that came up with when i was in high school and uh, decided we were going to pursue it last year so um we've had a lot of success with that and constantly growing that and like i said it's a it's a whole book of a book of ideas that want to pursue one day but we just got to try to take it a step at a time yeah man because uh you know you like i said you seem like a super busy guy you seem you seem like you got it all uh, under wraps. Have you seen your hunting just completely dwindle down since starting this outdoor business industry, or do you think it's gone up? So, honestly, I think mine has went up a little bit. I've uh, always been a big hunter and, and invest a lot of time in those those experiences because um, it is important to me. I think you know there is a, a balance there between working all the time and um and having some fun and enjoying life too and watching it pass by um but thankfully with this anytime i'm on a trip you know i'm meeting people where we're promoting the brand uh we're recruiting people to the site that are also avid about outdoors um you know so that is the neat thing about this aspect just by going hunting and going on trips and taking people we're we're still building the business so yeah the way i would would assume that it would go is more of a uh, quality over quantity like instead of going and hunting uh hunting you know public land 20 days a year you're going on you know some of the bigger trips going out and trying to do some more trade type stuff exactly yeah i definitely have to be more selective uh very fortunate to have a lot of opportunities especially knowing so many of our members and kind of building those relationships and 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 getting offered offers to swap all the time um and so kind of have to pick and choose and and spend time wisely because also big big family guy and uh gotta you know try to spend time there as well so it's uh you gotta gotta be selective but but so far we've um you know been on some incredible experiences and and i love it yeah man so you know fishing the fishing industry is a hundred times bigger than the hunting industry could ever dream of being, you know, it's all the outdoors, but do you find that that is a bigger Avenue than the hunting or is hunting still pretty much dominating the platform? For us, hunting is probably the dominant category. Um, but we do have a lot of fishing, but most of our fish fishing is, uh, saltwater. Um, you know, not a ton of freshwater opportunities on there. We do have some, we do have some fly fishing and trout and, a few largemouth bass kind of deals, but um, but a lot of our guys that um, that are listing fishing are more saltwater opportunities. Yeah, is that an avenue you guys are looking, or 
Do you target specific things to try to get on the website? You were talking about wanting to get a lot of turkey hunters on, turkey hunters on there, or is that, you know, you got a level that you're comfortable with at the moment, and you're just going to see how this thing grows organically? We do. We do have targeted um, types of trips and um, locations. So we've kind of one guy on our team that really is his full focus is is growing in those areas that we know we want to grow in. Um, and so, like right now, he's got a he's got a board behind his desk of the states that we need turkey hunts in. Um, and so that's that's one of his many goals. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely do some some targeted. Um, yeah, we go after target locations and and types of trips i got you man have you seen uh like i could imagine like stuttgart you know stuttgart is a tiny tiny town there's not a lot of lodging you know there's only a couple hotels when i went down for worlds a couple years ago we had to stay i don't remember it was like an hour away from stuttgart and that was like the closest thing that had a hotel to it have you seen more guys like I mean, I don't know. I guess it'd be impossible for you really to, to know, but I could see, like, instead of wanting to go hunt with an outfitter in Stuttgart, if I could get on and there were a couple guys that did trades out there, like, that eliminates the vast majority of headache of calling around to different outfitters, checking dates, all this type of stuff. Like, it just seems like a more targeted way to find a hunt and a place to stay, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really neat thing is we've got filters on our site. You can really pinpoint, uh, you know, to exact area you want to go where, and it's going to show you options, uh, through the map all the way around it. Um, and so it, it does, we try to streamline this, the process and, and make it less planning on you because now you're connecting with somebody locally that, that knows the ropes and knows the area and, um, and you can focus more on enjoying the experience. Nice. So you said uh, you're recreating the uh, the app, the platform this year. You're working on that now. What's the uh, the changes that you're looking for in it? So what we've got now is uh, is basically a, a uh, we we've kind of pieced together to make it work. It doesn't have the custom functionality we need it to, um, and so that's what we've been building is is a completely custom built site. Um, you know that's designed for exactly what we want. Um, credibility features is is one of the main things we're adding with the profiles, um, on platform messaging, uh, different membership options, um, automation on the back end is big for us. So right now we do a lot of stuff manually that that could be automated, and we're really excited about that. Um, just tracking, tracking interest, uh, advertisement opportunities with our some of our different partners. So we got we got a lot, man. It's, it's it's a big big update coming for sure. Cool, man. That's uh, when do you when do you suspect that that's going to be out? Well, we we should have. We were hoping to have it launched this summer. Uh, the virus really pushed us back there, so we're still trying to figure out. We're kind of in our final design changes and testing right now phase. Um, you know, so our goal is in the next month or so um, to have that up, but we're just still kind of playing it by ear with with the virus and people being off work and um and things really getting pushed back so yeah so uh what's what's on the outlook for 2021 are you guys uh looking at coming out with like a mobile app or anything like that or do you already have one out we don't have mobile yet but we do plan to do that eventually uh it might if it's in 2021 it kind of be the back quarter back half um 
and so we'll we'll kind of see as we get to there. But the big thing is um, is the, the the charity and nonprofit side of the business. I think that's what we're going to be promoting a lot more in um, the end of this year and going into twenty twenty one because. I'm really excited about the the impact we can have for these nonprofits um, through through this this it's a, it's a separate website we're building. It'll just still be part of Trips for Trade, um, and so we're really excited about that opportunity and and how we can how we can make it, make a difference and, and impact uh, conservation and and really just change. Gotcha. So, what is uh, what's your guys' impact on that going to be? What exactly are you guys going to do for the nonprofit? Yeah, so essentially we, we don't want to release too much this early because okay. uh, we're still fairly early in, in development. Um, but a lot of basically through our, our connection to TRIPS, um, you know, we're going to – our members are, are willing to help donate some, some TRIPS for certain nonprofits. And, um, and when those TRIPS get booked, the nonprofits will, um, you know, get some funding from those TRIPS. And, uh, so anyways, it's, it's – uh, it's it's a lot bigger than that, but that's kind of the gist of where we can we've got access to a ton of people trips and and they're all passionately uh, you know willing to help some different groups and we're uh, we're going to help connect them. Nice man, nice. So as far as like the membership, you said it was one twenty five, and you're looking at doing some different levels of membership. Correct. So we're we're about to launch like a monthly option uh, for people that would prefer monthly versus like a one time annual payment. Um, I think we'll have a lifetime option. We're looking to have like a buyer's option as well, which will be a different price point. Um, so you just get access to the perks from our partners and you get discounts on trips you purchase through the site. Um, you know, so a few different options that we want to, uh, to launch. So like, uh, the monthly obviously is going to be monthly lifetime. The buyers you said, so it, it just gives you a different level of discount type situation. Well, so a lo- one thing that we've noticed and we've got feedback from people is like, well, I don't have anything to trade. Uh, and so this is an option for those guys to still use the platform and be a part of it, um, that they might not have property or something that they feel they can swap, um, but they can still be a member of Trips for Trade. They can still get access to all of our, our perks and, um, and codes from our partners. And then when they look to buy a trip, um, we don't since we don't charge a – a commission on those sales we we ask our outfitters and people selling to basically pass that that discount to the buyer and so now you're getting a little bit cheaper trip um, by being a trips for trade member than you would just going straight to the outfitter nice it's kind of like a, a little loyalty type program and it's good for the uh you know because it brings customers to the uh, the different outfitters the hunt provider type situation exactly yep very cool man Dude, do you have any time in the day? Like, are you, do you have kids? Married? What do you got going on? No kids. Uh, in a relationship, not married. Uh, so it's it's it is very busy days. Uh, like I said, need need a few more hours in the day. But um, but no, it's 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 great, man. We're we're having a blast building this thing. That's the the best time for grinding, man. Is <laughs> when you don't have anything, you know, that at home dragging you back home. Yeah, and we're a very supportive girlfriend is very supportive. She helps with several aspects of the business too, and uh, family's all been very supportive and constantly helping us grow this thing. So um, we've got a we've got a big network of supporters locally, and 
through mentors and investors and um and so very fortunate in that area that's great man that uh a non-supportive person in your life can you know kill it right in its tracks so that's awesome that you have that what is your uh what's your dad think about it you were talking about the idea of it you know when you guys were in college still but what's he think of the whole thing he loves it uh you know he's been i guess one of my probably my biggest supporter since day one and uh you know something that even I wouldn't let him put any money in, but it, from the beginning, he's like, let, let me invest, let me invest. And I'm like, no, I don't I don't want you to invest. I want to do this, you know, my own. And, and then I want to eventually hire you one day to run a hunting lodge or something, you know, and keep and <laughs> retire to, and have some fun and kind of pay you back. So <laughs> uh, that's, that's one of my biggest goals is, uh, you know, grow this thing to where, uh, you know, my dad and my mom can and kind of just pay them back for all the all the help they've had they've been very supportive all through my life so um hopefully we can we can get to that point that's great man so you you mentioned at the beginning of this thing the the wanting to complete the grand slam did you complete it that year so i i did through not that year but i did complete it through trips for trade uh by swapping um swapping different either hog hunts or turkey hunts in our farm in alabama Uh, so that was really cool man that was um that was a special achievement, man. Number number one on the bucket list for me, and um, was able to do that through Trusher Trade, which just makes it even sweeter. That's awesome. What's your uh, What's your big one that you're looking forward to this year? We're, I guess, my next achievement would be uh, I do want to start checking off different states. Um, you know, I guess the U.S. Super Slam is uh, another milestone for me, and that'll you know that'll take a lifetime to do, but. Um, I think I'm at eight or ten states right now, and um, just just keep keep hopefully checking them off. And um, in the meantime, I've, I've got out that same farm I swapped with in Colorado. Went back out there, spot and stalk mule deer hunting, and that really lit a fire for that. How fun that is! And uh, I hadn't been able to close the deal. I had some opportunities on some smaller smaller ones, but um, just looking forward to go back out there and and trying to trying to close a deal on a big mule deer with my bow yeah man those things are crazy and that spot and stock type hunting is just like you were saying you have to be in incredible shape and just keep moving especially if you're trying to drag somebody else along cameraman <laughs> that type of stuff have you done any of that uh that mountain goat hunting or anything crazy like that i have it uh in new zealand we did some some goat hunting a little bit we didn't weren't successful but um went on some of those those trips um but no i haven't i haven't personally this past trip in colorado we saw some um big horn we saw probably 41 morning on the mountainside which was really cool and kind of saw how fun that could be trying to and toss it'd be very challenging um but that was neat to kind of see those animals and, and see what it would be like to try to hunt them Dude, it always blows my mind when you see videos and pictures of those things climbing like straight vertical, you know, like <laughs> stuff that people wouldn't climb. Absolutely. Yeah, they're impressive animals. Have you made it up to Alaska or anything like that? Not Alaska, just uh, just Canada. Um, Alberta is where we try to, we, we hunt in, um, in August every year, but that's uh i'd love to i want i guess one of my other bucket list items is caribou um and so i'd love to go up there and caribou hunt one day and hopefully we can make that happen man i was listening to i can't remember what maybe it was meat eater i can't remember another hunting podcast 
and the guys, one of those bucket lists was caribou. And he said he had to go up by plane and then, you know, on freaking uh, snowmobiles for three days and way up into the Arctic Circle. And he said they were like just standing there. It wasn't even, <laughs> it wasn't even like crazy hunting because, you know, those caribou get in the, the big, huge groups and stay together and all that kind of stuff. He's like, yeah, they barely moved. It was like shooting cows. He's like, hey, <laughs> the trip was more fun than the whole art of the, you know, the trigger. Absolutely. I've, I've heard that too. Once you find, they're not too hard to find. And once you find them, they're not too hard to kill. So it's just getting up there and all the, all the work and how much it costs just to, to get to them. <laughs> Are you one of those psychopaths that wants to shoot bear? I, so I don't have any, uh, I don't have a lot of interest in it. Never really did. But, um, when, with hunting in Colorado, me and the, the guy that I swapped with out there, they've got, he's got bear hunting listing on the side as well. And, got to see him do it a little bit and that kind of changed my perspective it's uh it's 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 kind of another level when you know something could uh could kill you just as easy as you kill it if you got them walking some, some of these back back little roads on the property and you know you're 10 yards from a mama bear and her cubs like it gets it gets uh it gets your attention really quick <laughs> yeah man on one of our freaking turkey farms my buddy was uh had his camp cam out there you know before season kicked off and he was like hey look at this and it was a mama bear and cubs you know right underneath the, the stand and the blinds and stuff i was like uh i'm good i, I don't think i'm gonna be hunting there this season i mean they were young cubs and he's like oh what it's just it's just black bear man i was like don't you know black bear kill more people in the u.s than any other type he was like really i didn't know that and i was like yeah man screw all that noise Whatever bear it is, just don't get between mama and her cubs. That's exactly. the main rule of thumb. <laughs> Do you have any of these crazy Sasquatch guides offering hunts on Trip for Trades? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Bro, I think there are so many crazy people out there in the world that would that would trade for that all day long. <laughs> to go find sasquatch yes just to interact with some some of the crazy mountain <laughs> people that swear they hear them all the time yeah we we haven't ran across any of that yet um uh, but we'll have to promote it if we do <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome brother what is uh what's your guys's website url facebook pitch all that stuff so that anybody who's interested can go out there and check that stuff out yeah, so it's just tripsfortrade.com, and that's the number four. Uh, and then all of our – we're on every social platform, basically, uh, including Go Wild and You Do. And, um, it's just at Trips for Trade. Uh, for our accounts there, give us a follow. We're posting trips and new uh, perks program partners and uh, just a good way to stay stay in touch. Or go to our website, subscribe to the newsletter, and we'll, we'll send, you, send you new trips and different offers. But more importantly, if you guys want to uh, start trading, then all you do is go to the website and, and click sign up at the top right. And uh, we got a special code for, for your listeners. It'll be 20% off, and that code is just BTBN20. Um, and I'll send that to you. You can put it in the notes or whatever. But awesome, um, just, a, just a little thank you to your listeners. And uh, if you guys want to try it out and, and do some different duck hunting or any kind of hunting this year, then uh, we'd love to help you. Very, very cool, brother. Man, I appreciate your time today, Slade. Um, can't thank you enough for coming on here and it's it's very interesting it's a very cool idea and uh i hope to see you super successful with it man 
thank you so much, man. Just super appreciative of the opportunity. Love what you guys are doing and uh, look forward to, to growing together, man. Thanks again. Absolutely, buddy. I hope you uh, get out and get in the woods soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. Have a great day, man. All right, buddy. You too. Take care. Bye. All right, guys. Slade Johnston. Trips for trade. Very, very motivated individual. Very nice guy. I love the idea. I love the concept. I love the look of the map with uh, showing you everywhere that you could want to go and what they offer. So definitely get on there. Check it out. Man, compared 125 for the year and you can trade, you know, grandpa's hunting land for a uh, snow goose hunt or something like that, man. You just that's cheaper than you'd find with any other guide out there so it's definitely worth a look get out there check it out if you like it share it subscribe do all that stuff um if you want to get yourself some call blanks check out Swampwood products you want to get yourself on the waiting list for a call unstable calls and if you want to get some non-bedazzled apparel fox red apparel you guys have a good one